podcast. I apologize so much. Oh, that's irritating right now. Um, I apologize that the Pokemon Scarlet and Violet review is not out yet. I am trying really hard to find the um, motivation to finish writing down things I want to write down because I really hate forgetting stuff when I do these reviews. Um, I'm not a journalist either, so I don't know why I'm trying so hard because I'm definitely going to be biased about my opinion because I want the review to come from a Pokemon fan. So like you hear the good and bad from me, someone who's put countless and thousands of hours into these games over the years and not somebody who's just getting paid to shit on it or have a bitch ass opinion. I don't know. Cause I'm really trying to be headstrong about this because I think people deserve to hear these kind of bias reviews where it's like, okay, well not bias, but like from a hardcore fan, because it's like, you know, I just feel like some reviews out there are like, oh, the game didn't perform well. Well, it sucks. Well, those are serious critiques and valid critiques because everyone unfortunately did experience it. However, in which case those performance issues actually were dealt by people or, you know, handed people is actually a varying case. Not everyone saw the exact same issue for every playthrough or glitch or anything else. Uh, This is what happens when open world games release. Everyone encounters different issues, and that's what I was saying on the last episode. Skyrim had extremely different issues for so many people across the board. I ran into little to no issues on my first playthrough back in the day on the Xbox 360, and then some people on the PlayStation couldn't even play the damn game, and then PC people had issues too. So uh, the review is going to be out soon, and I'm really excited for you guys to hear it because I think it's going to be a great review, and I've loved the game a lot. Um even even though I do have some very good, I think, critiques for it. Um, but I do hope you listen to that. And um, I'm going to make sure I watch The Last of Us TV show here. Uh, I didn't watch it yesterday. Um, I've, I've already seen nothing but good reviews. I've seen some one-to-one like comparisons between the video game scenes and then like the scenes from the show. Um, it looks like they're completely following like what happens in the games, almost to a T. Um, so that sucks. Like I said, if you know what happens in Last of Us 2, not really looking forward to that. But um, I do think uh, it's great that, you know, this this is doing good. Uh, A lot of people love Last of Us. And um, it's a game I never played, but I've seen gameplay and it looks great. So I'm really excited for Last of Us fans out there. Um, What else did I do this weekend? Me and my girlfriend, Natalyn, we're playing some of the Disney games that are on the Game Pass. Uh, The Disneyland Adventure is pretty cool. It used to be a Kinect-only game. And um, I wish my computer would stop doing other things instead of just letting me record. Uh, this is my second time trying to record this. Um, so it's pretty cool to like walk around Disneyland. Like it's literally just a one-to-one remake of the park. Not a one-to-one, but you know it looks exactly the same. Um, and there's also Disney Dreamlight Valley, which is basically Animal Crossing um, for Disney fans. And I think it's actually really cool. So those are both on Game Pass. So if you haven't played them with your kids or uh, with your loved ones, check it out. Uh, it's pretty cool. Um, played some Mortal Kombat with my, my friend Joe. Um, that shit was funny. Um, uh, we were FaceTiming cause he had an issue with his Xbox and then we just ended up, fa- um, you know, playing Mortal Kombat together with Joe and our friend, other friend Lauren. Um, so that was fucking hilarious. Um, <laughs> cause I, I'm decent at the game. Like, you know, with Scorpion, I remember most of his combos. Uh, and then it was their first time playing completely. So you can tell how that went, but you know, I wasn't a big deal on skill or anything. It was just fun as fuck. Um, so shout out to them for that. 
Uh, played some Halo this week. They had a weekly challenge that I really wanted. It was an armor coating that looks like ruined Zamorak armor. Um, so that was really cool. It took me about two hours to complete all the weekly challenges. And um, it's kind of nice. You know, like I'm okay with that. Like two hours of gameplay to get the weekly re- ultimate reward. Um, that's pretty cool. So I'm hoping that, you know, this year is good for Halo Infinite. Where I'm going to be doing a Halo Infinite episode. Kind of like looking back at 2022 and looking ahead at 2023. Um, if they, you know, if they see this game through in terms of like forge and the things they want to add, like, you know, campaign AI, I think there's some serious opportunity here for this game to just live on forever through the fans, even if they abandon it and do something else. Although they do have a codename game mode called Tanaka that's being made by certain affinity that is like a battle royale, but I'm actually being told. And, you know, a lot of YouTubers are talking about the fact that they're being told that, it's actually more of an extraction game mode, like the DMZ game mode from Warzone or Tarkov. And I haven't played Tarkov. I've seen gameplay. Tarkov looks amazing. But I have played the DMZ mode for Warzone, and I think the fucking game the game mode's amazing. Um, personally, my favorite thing about the new Call of Duty games is the gunplay. The guns just feel good, better than they've ever... F- they, they feel so realistic. So being able to hop into DMZ mode and like literally just wander around and collect and loot and then kill AI and then maybe find other players and kill them too for their loot and then extract uh, is really fucking fun. So if they can find a way to make that extremely customizable customizable and engaging um, for Halo Infinite, I, I just cannot see how it fails. I mean, with, with Halo's AI, the Banished being so fucking fun to fight, maybe add the Flood. Maybe you had pelicans, you know, you got the tanks, warthogs, you know, you got outposts you can maybe take over. There's just, I feel like there's just a limitless potential there. And I really hope that whatever game mode certain affinity is working on really comes to flourishing and works out really well. Because I think we are, we're really doing good on the arena side of Halo Infinite with the big team battle, you know, CTF, Slayer. We just need more maps. We just need all these amazing Forge creations to be implemented into matchmaking. And then that side of the game is fine. So, you know, I just feel like there's so much potential. We're like right there. We're at the cusp of what this game was meant to be uh, at launch. Granted, I still would have been fine if Forge was delayed at launch and everything else came out. Um, That's just how I see it because Forge is bigger than it's ever been. And clearly it's showing that too. What people are doing right now is insane. So, uh, yeah, Halo is great. I'm looking forward to Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, it's still a game that's really on my list for this year. Starfield. Um, Xbox is going to be having a developer direct uh, January 25th on Redfall and a few other games. So I will be reporting on that probably the day of if it all works out well. And then actually just releasing the episode so you guys can get it immediately. Um, but today I wanted to talk about Monster Hunter Rise. <clears throat> uh, it comes out January 20th, which is this week. For PlayStation 4, 5, uh, Xbox, family of consoles, and Game Pass for the Windows Store and Xbox. And I played this game for about 60 hours on the Nintendo Switch uh, before Sunbreak came out. So I just played like the base game. Um, I think now is the time to play Monster Hunter if you're a Monster Hunter fan. Or somebody who wants to play it, sorry. If you're ever curious to play this game, now is the time. They've made it more accessible than ever for new fans or new people and old fans alike. And I just think the gameplay is extremely fluid and fun. The monsters are better than ever, but also being able to play it at 4k 60 frames, HDR with these new consoles, you know, over the switch, uh, I just think it's going to look gorgeous and it's going to be so fun. Um, you can ride the dogs now, 
Um, you can still have a dog and a palico. Um, the customization is better than it's ever been. The quests are great. There's more of a storyline, like a very, very clear storyline, kind of like Monster Hunter World. Um, I heard Sunbreak was good, but I haven't played it yet. So basically, the base game comes out January 20th, and then later in spring, Sunbreak is going to come out. There's also going to be no cross saves, so you cannot take your Nintendo Switch save data and put it on um, the PlayStation or Xbox. So it kind of bums me out, but at the same time, I think it's great because I think it's going to be really cool that everyone starts at the same place um, when the game comes out on the 20th, so we can all collectively work together to increase our HR rank and you know climb up the ranks and defeat monsters and uh, complete the games together. Uh, Monster Hunter is an extremely cooperative game that you can also play by yourself. Um, if you want to be like Spider-Man with the web sling or the, I forgot what it's called, but they have like a new mechanic that basically makes you like Spider-Man. Um, so that's fun as hell. Um, but they had new uh, special abilities and changing, slightly changing your moveset for your weapons. Um, geez, I forgot what other new features they had cause I haven't played it in a while. And I kind of just wanted to go off the cuff of this episode because generally I just wanted to make it known that if you haven't played Monster Hunter yet, please play this game when it comes out. It, you know, hit me up too. Like if you're on Xbox, please reach out to me. I'm, I'm going to play it. I'm going to help people. Um, so basically what I do is <clears throat> I basically do all the village quests as fast as possible, all the key quests. So you have to do key quests to get to the next level of area. And then after that, you do the online multiplayer, which is the high rank stuff. And you can go into a gathering hub and you can collectively complete quests together to get new items, rewards, and just level up together. So I will uh, be available as much as I possibly can for this game. Um, it's basically going to take over my gaming. Um, that's, also, that's also why I'm trying to push out the Pokemon review and finish the Pokedex today. <laughs> um, because I want to be able to just spend all my time on Monster Hunter that if I'm not doing something with my girlfriend or family or work... Um, I want Monster Hunter to be my life. So expect a lot of episodes on Monster Hunter coming out. Um, but I also want to talk about like Monster Hunter World real quick. I was replaying it this weekend. And till this day, the game still holds up very well. Um, it's definitely my favorite game from the last generation with um, Star Wars uh, Fallen, Jedi Fallen Order. Why the fuck? <laughs> uh, I don't know why I just um, screwed that up. But yeah. Um, Monster Hunter World hold up, holds up too. So if you're curious to just play a Monster Hunter game right now as you hear this episode four days before uh, Monster Hunter Rise comes out, then play that too because that game is still amazing. Um, so one of the things that makes Monster Hunter great too, besides like the co-op, the, the, the incredible armor you can make, there's 14 plus classes of weapons that you can choose from and you can switch at any time. You're not committed to one class. Um, so please keep that in mind. Um, that all the weapons are extremely fluid. There's weight, there's combos. And the cool thing about monster hunter two is just the monsters themselves. They are so well animated and crafted that they feel like you're fighting a real creature. And it's, it's just remarkable what they've done with these games. Um, if you're, if you're a fan of monsters, Kaiju, um, just dragons, uh, wyverns or brute animals, just like bears and stuff. Um, serpents, uh, like this game is for you. So please consider checking it out because I know a lot of people for a long time had, there's definitely a learning curve to it. And I've, as I said on a previous episode, um, 
you know, Monster Hunter 3 Ultimate was my first Monster Hunter on the DS and the 3DS. And I would say the learning curve for me on that game was like four hours of gameplay. I straight up cannot lie about that. But today, I would say the learning curve is maybe an hour of gameplay or 30 minutes. Like once you figure out the movement and the best way for you for camera controls on hunting a monster, that's it. Because realistically, the best thing for you to do when you fight a new monster is keep dodging its attacks, but learn its attacks. The monster is going to attack in a very specific way, whether it's angered or in a, you know, a neutral state, or if it starts getting, you know, like I said, flustered and it's going to start doing more powerful and aggressive attacks. But you're also going to notice that you wear the monster down once you break its body parts, you know, pieces, maybe you cut his tail off, um, or it starts limping, which means that you can capture it or, you know, finish the hunt and kill it. Um, you'll notice these things very quickly and there's icons on your mini map that show on the monsters icon different status states. So definitely there, there's so much to the game and the the areas you go to are beautiful and they're gorgeous to look at. Um, basically, I'm just trying to be a spokesperson for Monster Hunter because I, I really want people to play this. Like I want it to be just as successful as Monster Hunter World, at least with the amount of players, because obviously the game pass, you're not buying the game. But I think there's going to be a crossover DLC um, that's something that Monster Hunter is really known for, um, it's crossover DLC. So hopefully we get some Halo DLC or Elder Scrolls, um, on the Xbox side of things. Hopefully PlayStation gets some crossover DLC with God of War. I think that'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to release like a quick episode today about, you know, Monster Hunter. I plan on doing a, you know, 20 hour re- review and then like maybe when I finally complete like my playthrough until Sunbreak comes out, I'll do a review for that. But be sure to hit me up on all social media, uh, TikTok or Instagram. Uh, it's at It Just Works Studios. On TikTok, it's Zeta Side Nine. Uh, if you want to play with me, um, I'm pretty damn good at these games. <laughs> uh, I was playing when I was playing World the other day. It was like my first time playing it and uh, like legitimately trying to play it. I think like a couple months. Um, and I barely got hit once by this monster who deals a serious amount of damage in its uh, tempered form, which is an angered state all the time. Um, and like everyone else kept, you know, dying on the hunt or fainting. You know, they don't really die. They faint. Um, and I didn't faint once. So I, I think I only lost like half my health at the max. So um, I'm pretty damn good at the game. I'm very proud of that, too, because like I said, the game back in the day had such a hard learning curve. But I think um, I think the game's available f- for everyone these days. I think anyone can pick it up and play it and just have the best time possible. All you have to do is just pay attention to the training and take your time and be patient with it. Cause the monsters can be brutal. Um, but once you, once you figure it out, it's one of the most satisfying games. I think anyone can ever play in the, in the history of video games. So just kind of want to do a quick shout out and love to monster hunter episode. Monster hunter rise comes out January 20th, 2023. And I'm recording this on January 16th. I cannot wait to get my hands on it. I also will be doing a life update episode soon. Just some stuff happened last week that, you know, are the reason why the Pokemon episode got pushed back. So we'll do it just working it out probably next week. And um, thank you guys so much for your continued support. If you have any topic suggestions you want me, you want to hear me talk about, please let me know. I'm still trying to find the motivation to push these back out on a more regular basis. Um, I just sincerely apologize for that. Uh, the lack of consistency right now, um, across the board in my life, motivation has been really difficult. I'm hoping to get past that. I know I will, 
because it's better and more fulfilling when you start doing shit like the podcast, working out and just smiling a little bit more. So I love you guys so much. Thank you for your continued support on the show. And I cannot wait to see you on the next episode and make sure to get out there and go hunting with me on monster hunter. Take care guys. credit card bill.